team as you start a new season. How, how do you like it from a front office perspective in terms of how you put this team together? Yeah, I think it's a little different than the last couple of years in terms of uh, our depth and uh, our experience. Um, last two years especially, almost by necessity, once once we uh, once we went in with a max con- with three max contracts, um, we kind of had to uh, you know go go uh, younger and take some chances maybe on the other spots in the roster. I think this year we're a lot more solid in terms of our depth and uh, our experience once you get past our top couple players. And I think that hopefully will make us more resilient um, when we face injuries, which inevitably at some point, you know, that's going to happen. This team was bit by injury the last couple of years, as you mentioned. How much did that go into the thought process of, look, we, we got to get some veteran guys, some guys that, that can get the job done if maybe Mark or Mike go down like they had the last couple of years? Well, I mean, we would have loved to have had it the last two years, too. We just weren't totally in the position to do that. Um, so I, I think just circumstances worked in our favor this year. We were able to use our mid-level and get a player like Kyle. We were able to, you know, put a trade together, get Garrett. And then uh, the market was such that there were a couple of veterans that we liked that were available for the minimum as well. So just really uh, was uh, the circumstances were much more in our favor than maybe they were in the last two years. You recently picked up the uh, Utah Watanabe from Japan. Yes. That's, uh, you know, starts to like yourself. What do you like about him? Uh, I think the thing that impressed us the most was his defensive capability. Um, he has ability to recover that's really unique and uh, get um, get in position to, to block shots and get deflections that a lot of other players can't get to. Uh, so that was the thing we saw with him at uh, – at George Washington, and I think offensively there's some tools there. Uh, he can handle a little bit, needs to improve his shot, um, but he has uh, good size and moves pretty well. Uh, so I think there's a lot to like there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a kind of a player that fit on this team, and you guys are you know, similar players mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah, I mean, we're you know, I, I think we're built more as a defensive team, and I think that's his his main skill set. So I, you know, hopefully it'll be a good fit here. John, you mentioned circumstances may be favoring you a little bit more this offseason, but it, just as you're trying to retool and, and, and add pieces, the whole rest of the West just got tougher and tougher. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that you all were able to do enough to stay competitive in this group? I, I definitely think we'll be competitive where that gets us at the end of the day remains to be seen. I mean, I foresee a season somewhat like uh, my second season here. I think it was 13-14 where we won 50 games but didn't clinch our playoff spot until game 81. and. Phoenix, I think, won 48 or 47 or something and didn't even make the playoffs. So I, I think it's going to be like one of those type of deals. Um, so we, you know, we think we'll be a pretty good team, but like you said, there's a lot of good teams in the West right now. So there's there's no guarantees of what that gets you. Does, does how much does the the owed draft pick to Boston shape at all? The sort of broader approach that obviously you want to make the playoffs to make the playoffs, but you'd mm-hmm. also like to give them, I presume, give them the pick this year. Has that, as you think about the future and how you've built the team, has that played into it or in what, to, to, to what extent has it? Uh, I, I guess I don't see that as a, as a huge factor just from the, just from the perspective that we, we never really saw what we had last year. Um, and so even if the, even if the pick weren't a factor, I think we would gone ahead and done Same that approach. and yeah and then I mean you can always you know change course if that's not happening but 
I, I, I don't, I don't really see that as, as like a, a massive factor. I mean, it was, you know, at, at the end of the day, it was, you know, probably pushed us from 95% into 100% in on, on what we did, but I think we probably would have gone the same direction anyway. Questions? <laughs> With all the changes this uh, uh, on this roster, right. tweaking around Mark and Mike, how confident are you that you're going to be able to compete in you know a West that just keeps getting tougher, Chris? Well, I think we got better too, so I'm very confident we'll be back in the thick of things in the in the Western Conference, and uh, we've had a lot of success against these teams over the years. Uh, we've done well in the playoffs against some of the top teams in the in the West. So I think we can continue that after a year on the sidelines. We're raring to get back into the playoffs and be a real factor again. And confident that Mike is as healthy as, uh, as he's ever been? Well, I, can't, I can't. I'm not a doctor. I can't say healthy he's ever been, but he's healthy right now. He's had a great off season. He's a uh, full participant in training camp, uh, done everything we've asked of him, and, and the process has been very successful. So, you know, I think we'll see Mike Conley back here and, and what he means to this team. I mean, we were going pretty well last year before he got hurt. So he's obviously... Uh, instrumental in everything that we've done here over, you know, over the most of the last decade, and uh, it's great to have him back. Chris, when you, when you add yeah. so much depth to this team and veteran leadership, you talk about the leadership in the locker room. Right. How excited from a front from a front office perspective are you that this team maybe has had has something now that it hasn't had the last few years? That if you do get some injuries, you do have the depth now. Yeah, we do have depth, Mike. There's no question, more depth than veteranness for lack of a better term than we've had in in the last couple of years i think that'll pay dividends because obviously over the 82 game regular season some players are going to get nicked up hopefully we can keep that to a minimum but as we found out here a lot that's outside of your control uh so if some guys go down uh, we should be able to compensate maybe better than we were last year how much is your confidence in what you all can accomplish just based on the fact that if you've got Mark and Mike, you've got a, you've got the guts or something that's pretty good? Oh, yeah, we have a chance at that point in time, no question, Jeff. I mean, we've got two of the elite players in the league at their respective positions. They have plenty of tread still left on their tires. I mean, even though they're both over 30, I mean, they're still going strong and terrific leaders, and, uh, you know, I think they can help take us a long way this year. Do you feel like they're with Mark? Is he all in? I don't know how much. How much have you talked to him over the course of the summer? Is he? Is he? Yeah, to, to limited amount. But he's, you know, he's over there in Spain. But he's, he's been terrific uh, since he's been back here so far. He's, he wears his heart on his sleeve and is right. ultimate competitor. And and I think he's real excited about this group that we've assembled. How much of you guys, or how important do you think it is to, kind of have a, a good prescribed rest program for for Mike, especially even at the start. Well, I mean, we'll be responsible and mindful of the minutes. We, we have been for several years now with our veteran players. You can't run them into the ground. Uh, we'll see how that exactly unfolds, what it looks like as we get through camp. Uh, but, again, we'll be mindful of his minutes. Chris, uh, Chandler goes into his third year now, obviously. Not what you guys have wanted from the first two. But are, are the, is the expectation level that you're going to see more of what you were hoping to get two years ago from Chandler this year because those injuries are further in the rear view? Well, they are f- further in his rearview mirror. I, I compare this to the Vince Carter situation. It's two different you know, injury histories. But I found with the veteran players, Mike, the longer, the further they get beyond their surgeries and their injuries, they just get better and better. Uh, and Chandler's had his first real legitimate off season in quite some time. 
and he was able to get in the gym and really work on basketball, not just rehab. Uh, and we feel that'll pay dividends. How hardened were you? I know you guys couldn't have anything to do with it from an organizational standpoint, mm-hmm. but to hear and to see how the guys have come together and on their own and to kind of figure this thing out and get some chemistry out in LA. Well, we have a, a, a great group of players that, from an attitudinal standpoint. Uh, they've all bought in. They got together. You know, even though it's early and we haven't gone through any tough times yet, uh, Peter, I, mean, I think this group is, is, is going to be really totally on the same page. And uh, I think our veteran acquisitions help in that regard uh, and support Mike and Mark. And so, you know, I agree with you. It's been, it's been very heartening to see. Was that part of the calculus when you when you went to look at some of these guys? And even a guy like Kyle, who's not a veteran per se, yeah, but I mean, he's we, uh, pretty we, high We wanted to bring in some guys not only that had high basketball IQs and maybe have a specific skill set we need, but that are just known as great guys in the locker room and the community, winners. And we think all these veterans have been acquired over the offseason fit that mode. When you guys bring these guys in, uh-huh. I mean, you have visions in the front office. Do, mm-hmm. How much is JB's idea about how to shape it come in? Oh, what he's are those in, discussions? He, he, he's, he's, you know, he's riding right alongside us in this whole process. So, you know, we're getting his input on these players and how he sees them. And uh, you know, so we're not just doing this in the front office back. You know, he's very much involved. And we also... Uh, tap into the expertise and uh, knowledge of his coaching staff. I mean, they've been around these guys, and some of them have coached some of these you know, players in the past, and that weighs in as well. Do you expect uh, even more competitive training camp because of the nature of the depth you guys you guys have? Oh, yeah, definitely. Good, it's it's going to be a very competitive training camp. I mean, uh, I think that's going to make us even better, you know, to have that kind of depth and have some more positional battles out there. <laughs> Chris, you know, you followed mm-hmm. up Fisdale with JB. How important is it to have, you know, diversity, especially when it's in that position as head coach? Well, I, I think diversity is very important to any organization today, uh, you know, in any walk of life. And J, JB's credentials stood for themselves. I mean, you look at him, it's a, he's a very unique combination, what I call an old basketball mind coming from a family where his dad has been so prominent in the game he's been well over 10 years as an assistant coach but he also has head coaching experience he's coached oh 125 130 some nba games now in his two interim stints but i'm not just here but in houston he's been in playoff situation at houston he's had to turn a very high expectation houston team around early in the year Uh, then he dealt with our situation which was entirely different uh, it was mainly just you know trying to keep everything together last year. So he's he has a tremendous breadth of experience for someone at his age. So he gives you the best of of youth, but also an, an older basketball head and and, and and wise one at that too. So we're very excited about him now having his first full off season in training camp. How much can that make a difference? I mean, instead of being plopped into the fire in the middle of the season, well, that's from the start. That's a very difficult situation to be an interim coach in the NBA, and then one where. Uh, you know, he, he has played so many young players. So Mike Conley's not going to be there the rest of the season. Uh, that was very difficult uh, situation. We handed him, and we think he pulled it off at the plunk. I mean, case in point is late in the year when we had that uh, really horrific loss at Charlotte. He got us back together the next day. The next day, and we were we were competitive again. So it been very easy for that team last year to just sort of drift away and start looking for, for the offseason and making their vacation plans. But he kept everybody motivated, on point, practicing hard, and uh, and did a great job with the locker room. And I thought an extremely difficult situation last year. Chris, so, so, we have a lot of confidence in him. 
you guys changed at all how you're looking at three-point shooting, or is it a matter of kind of just thinking it can come from a variety of places instead of maybe previously feeling like you needed one or two guys to carry it? Well, we, we have a number of guys that have had some uh, success as three-point shooters. I mean, Mike Conley, look at the improvement he has made in that regard, Don, since he's been in the league. Uh, Mark the soul the last couple of years has really picked up the pace as a three-point shooter. Garrett Temple, people don't really think he was a three-point shooter, but he came in the league as a non-shooter and has come on off the year, I believe, 39% last year. And Sacramento's been above 36 the last year's Chandler. Obviously had considerable success as a three-point shooter. So we got a number of guys that can make it. We don't have, you know, that one Kyle Korver type guy, you know, that's known around the league for his three-point shooting powers. But I think spread throughout the roster, we have some three-point shooters. Having the ownership mm-hmm. kind of settled now, is that going to have any impact on the team and how you guys are playing? Well, you know, we go on in the front office and the team in our business, no matter what's going on on the outside. But it's very comforting and reassuring us to know that Robert Perra has complete control of the team now. Uh, Robert is very enthusiastic and passionate about the game and about the Grizzlies. And, uh, you know, having that all settled is, is definitely good for the franchise. Very positive. Do you guys have any plans for that 20 roster spot before tomorrow? Yeah, we'll uh, announce some things here pretty soon. Um, you know, we're still you know, working around the edges with the roster and some things that could impact the hustle. I don't, there's nothing major I don't think is going to happen here, you know, soon, but there'll be some other things happen here so you know, you'll hear about. In terms of that, too, the work that you've done around mm-hmm. thinking about the hustle long term, can you describe a bit about, you know, the Markel and guys like that and Brandon Goodwin and some of the moves that you've made with an idea long term? Well, you, you, you want to get some young players that have some, some upside every year into the hustle. That's why you have the hustle, that and developing the guys that are under contract for me from the parent team roster. So we're excited about you know, what Markel and Brandon Goodwin did in Summer League and you know what they've done uh, here over the summer. Uh, and so they're the type of players we're looking for every year, along with you the two. And then uh, you know, Darrell Moore is someone that uh, quietly posted some very impressive numbers in the ACC last year. You know, very long block shots, really impact the game around the basket. So. Uh, those are type of, again, type of guys with a, with a G League team that you want to have on that roster and develop. After the first year, how did the, in fact, the hustle were here and it's supposed to be in Iowa or Reno or wherever? I mean, how did that impact the relationship? There's a huge benefit, uh, Peter, to, to have the team here. I mean, they we're on the few teams where the, the hustle practices in our facility. We have a locker room here. They use our, our weight room. You know, it's... It's, it's totally synced up between the Grizzlies and the Hustle. You know, obviously just playing 20 minutes away in South Haven, it's the Landers Center. And we now have the ability to have a guy, if we need to, practice with the, the Grizzlies, then play with the Hustle, or vice versa. Where before, even though Des Moines is a fantastic minor league city, um, and has supported uh, their teams well over the years, that's two plane flights. That's half a day to get there. Same way, or even more with Reno or Bismarck, North Dakota. So logistically, there's some limitations that don't exist here. I mean, it's just totally seamless. You have a guy go down and practice to say with the Grizzlies, hey, let's call a guy up. He's right here. <laughs> it's, 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 it was just fantastic last year, and now we, we want to just keep enhancing it and refining it every year. And from a development standpoint, mm-hmm. do you sync up because you the, the coaches and you have that single affiliation now where you right. can really sync up the way that you Well, I mean, our coaches team. will be involved in training camp. Uh, they, they go in all the meetings with our coaches. Uh, Brad Jones, our, our new hire as a head coach, 
you know, it brings a wealth of experience. And he also saw the best of, of the G League when he was at San Antonio. And, and, and they, the Spurs have done a phenomenal job uh, with their team in Austin over the years. And they're really making that one with, with their parent club. And he won a championship there, too. So we're real excited about Brad and the staff that he's assembled. Well, and the other thing, too, is the the front office side with Chris, uh, Matt Chris, mm-hmm. and, uh, with a lot of, I think, three-year coaches now have yeah. G League experience. And Jerry came from, you know, a very well, Jer- successful yeah, staff. Jerry Stackhouse, I think, won a championship. Won a championship and G League coach of the year. So right. does that is that a, a big developer as well on the front office and coaching side? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it helps the entire organization. It'll help us in, in on the business side, too, with... Uh, you know, young people coming into to the organization now they get to cut their teeth with the hustle and maybe get a responsibility they wouldn't necessarily have early on with the Grizzlies. So that's that's part of it, it's developing young talent in addition to what we're doing with our players.